Hey, Church in the Sun, welcome back to our City on a Hill podcast. I am Danny Phillips, the children's pastor, and I'm excited because this week we've got Pastor PJ Canterbury, our youth pastor, with us. Pastor PJ, say hello. What's up, church fam? Listen, we're super excited. We're going to dive right in. We've been talking about personal evangelism. Pastor PJ leads hundreds of youth every single week. He's been in the game for eight years? Uh, ten years. Ten, ten, ten years. years. Yeah, so he's got some experience. So I thought, PJ, if you could just share with us a little bit, man, what are your thoughts on evangelism? What is it? Why do we do it? How does it work? Um, I think there's some stigmatisms that kind of evolved around evangelism that scare people away. But the premises of evangelism is sharing your story. Uh, we're not called to save people. We're not called to change people, but we're called to be witnesses. So that means if Jesus has done something in our life, we're called to be a witness and evangelize, which is just telling people uh, what that is. And so there's a scripture that I love uh, when you're talking about evangelism from John chapter 4. It's the woman at the well, and it says this, The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So people came streaming from village to village to see him. Then later on it says that many Samaritans from that village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, He told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in the village. So he stayed for two more days, long enough for many to hear the message and believe. And they said to the woman, Now we believe not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him for ourselves. Now we know that indeed he is the Savior of the world. Um, our job's not to save people. And I think the scary part of evangelism is we think, If I go to this person at Walmart and they don't receive Jesus, it's my fault or I did something wrong. At the end of the day, our job is to be a witness and share a story of what God um, has done in our lives and be bold in sharing that um, to make sure that our character and our integrity line up to what we're saying. Um, I think another thing is is when we start sharing about Jesus or we start sharing or talking about Jesus, but our, our life don't look like what we're sharing, um, it can obviously stray people away. Um, but Jesus saves people. Um, and so that's kind of the biggest thing is our job just to be a witness and share what Jesus has done, not save people. Absolutely. I love I love the point you made, too, about our character and our integrity have to line up. Um, I know, I think we all have somebody in our life we've been sharing the gospel with for a long time. Um, I, in fact, I've got somebody in particular I'm thinking about that I've shared the gospel with for years. And I know for a fact this person has been watching me for years and years and years to see if my life lines up with kind of the gospel and the hope that I've been sharing. And so that's really cool. PJ, I know you've got some, I know you've got some great stories just of sharing your own faith through the years. And I know you've got a couple more recent ones. So if you're, if you're okay, would you share one or two maybe that you're thinking about? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the, uh, hey, let's just shock people and go start sharing about Jesus. Although that has its place and it's awesome. Um, I believe for me in my personal life, my personal evangelism starts with the relationships. And that's why the character integrity is so part um, is so big that it has to line up with what that is. Is because if people are watching you and your life doesn't line up with what you're saying, why would they want you? Um, or why would they want what you're trying to sell if it's not having any benefit in their life? But um, I do have some shock uh, stories of just kind of sharing the gospel with people. Um, one in particular I shared at our church and I shared with um, our church was uh, Chick-fil-A a couple months ago. My daughter and I, we do a Friday date day at Chick-fil-A um, every day for lunch or every Friday for lunch usually. And we're there this one day and we were kind of in a hurry. I just had knee surgery, so I was in pain. Um, we always sit like in the exact same seat. I like to sit in a window away from everybody. <laughs> um, I don't like to be in the middle where people are walking around but um, I was in a lot of pain from my knee uh, right after having surgery and so we sat literally in the middle of the table um, even my daughter was like we don't sit here she was trying to <laughs> she's 
20 months old and trying to go to where we normally sit. Um, but we eat our lunch, and next to us there is a lady um, that's just kind of talking uh, on the phone a little loud. She's talking about having an abortion, um, and we could hear her. And at the moment that I heard her talking, I felt like God said, this is why you're sitting here. Um, and it was kind of like, okay, God, well, she needs to hurry up and finish this conversation because my daughter is not going to be quiet when she gets done <laughs> eating, and we got to go. Like, she knows we go play in the play area, and then we leave. Um, and so my daughter was quiet the whole time, literally waited. She ended the conversation after about 10 minutes. Um, I picked up my daughter, and she was kind of watching us eat the whole time. Um, so I already knew, like, okay, God is telling us to talk to her um, just by the way that it was happening. Um, and so I asked her, I said, hey, can I, can I talk to you just for a moment? And she said, sure. And I said, I don't, I don't do this very often. Um, I wasn't trying to eavesdrop on your phone conversation, but obviously I, I could hear it um, right next to you guys. Um, me and my daughter, we don't usually eat at this location. Um, we're at a different place because we're on the other side of town. Um, we usually sit at a different place, and I felt like we were supposed to sit here, but I think it was to talk to you for this moment. Um, and I just want you to know uh, I could hear you talking about an abortion, and you don't have to decide whether you're going to be a mom today but you do need to decide that abortion's not it. Mm -hmm. Um, My daughter's adopted, and so I got to share the full story of how she was adopted and about how if if a lady didn't make a choice to carry this baby to term, I wouldn't have the family that I have today. Um, And she's crying. Um, We kind of exchanged some information. I gave our church uh, information. I texted one of the ladies, leaders in our church, and had her text her, so then she was texting her. Um, We got to pray, um, and she told me, she said, the funny thing is, um, is I was watching you when you walked in and I was watching your daughter kind of thinking, I wish I could have a family like that. And then she even told me that she was at an abortion clinic that morning. She left the abortion clinic um, and she was going to have an abortion later on that day. And she told God in her car, she's not a believer, but you just kind of throw out these God things. God, if I'm not supposed to do this, you need to send me a sign before I go back. Um, And so to my knowledge, it's been about two months, three months now. To my knowledge, uh, we spoke and one of our leaders from the church spoke to her about a month ago, so two months after our conversation, and she was still pregnant. She was going on Praise with the God. thing. She actually showed up at our church on a Wednesday night. And so um, I don't know if she ever received Jesus, but I think my job in that um, moment was just to share a little bit of hope and encouragement. Man, that's so cool. But it, it's like you said earlier, you, that was a seed. It was a seed of hope. And, and even back to character and integrity, like, this woman saw you and your daughter as you walked into the restaurant and immediately knew there was something different about you. Yeah, if she would have saw me yelling at my daughter uh, <laughs> and then I tried to have that conversation or not having like, she was longing, all of her friends were telling her that she wasn't ready to be a mom, but she was longing for just seeing like, okay, I could do this. And so the fact that me and my daughter were laughing, we're eating chicken nuggets, we're, we're talking gave her even hope of like, Oh wow, this is possible. I can do this. Man, that's so cool. And 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 what's amazing too is we share the gospel not not just cuz we don't want people to go to hell, right? It's not just for eternal security, which of course is very important, but we share the gospel because we know that we have this hope inside and and I can speak, you know, just watching Pastor PJ and Roxy and Layton like their family is unbelievable and there's so much joy and you know, PJ walks into the room and he's such an incredible dad and you can tell he's so proud and he's so proud of his family and he's so proud of his daughter and just that hope radiates. And so, man, thanks for sharing that story. I I love that. That is, that is such a good one because I think a lot of times people 
think, um, oh man, I've got to go in and I've got to find somebody. Like I used to think like that. I'm going to go to Walmart and I'm going to find somebody to share with. But it sounds like what you're telling me is you were randomly just at a Chick-fil-A and you know the voice of the Lord. You you kind of felt what he was speaking to you and you were just obedient, right? Yeah, I have another one just at Publix. This was actually last week. Um, again, I'm not a, let me just go and, and throw random bullets. That's for some people and that's cool. <laughs> um, I'm a pastor at heart and so I like to walk people from step A to step B. I'm not an evangelist. I'm introverted um, when it comes down to it. And so I understand all those things. And so I've been asking God, personally in my own life this year to show me everyday miracles and to show me how does that actually take place. And so um, I've just, I've asked God multiple times if there's somebody that needs to hear it. And obviously everybody needs to hear it. And so if you're just throwing off random bullets, that's cool. Um, But where I am in my own personal life is I want to see, I want to have words of knowledge for people. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm asking God that when I go up to somebody, teach me today, God, that you can still speak to me when I'm not on a stage and I'm not on a platform preaching. Um, And that's what I'm challenging in my own personal life life with Jesus. And so the other day I was at Publix, I was again, I was with my daughter um, and she kind of, she's so like extroverted and she's saying hello to everybody. So it's easy <laughs> to start conversation. Um, and so we're at Publix, we're walking down an aisle, there's a lady um, and she just, my daughter's like, hi, hi, hi. And so she starts conversation. Um, and I just felt like there was an impression to let her know that, hey, this could be totally off. I don't know. Um, but I don't know if you are, are longing to have a family or whatever, um, but can I just share my story with you? Share the exact same adoption story. Um, and she started crying, and you could just tell the way that she was talking to my daughter, like she wasn't a mom yet, but she wanted to be a mom. Um, and so I just got to share like, hey, we didn't we didn't think that it was possible for us to be a family um, one day, or this was never gonna happen, but um, we, we believed and we fasted and we prayed and we believe in Jesus and he came through. Um, and so I don't know where you are in life right now, but understand that God does have a plan for you and he doesn't give us fake dreams or doesn't come through in what he's told us. So. Another cool story. That's an amazing story. Just adopt a kid and then just walk around the store with them and then they'll, they'll, they'll make it happen for you. Adopt an extroverted child. Yeah. I like that. Well, that actually lines up with the story of the woman at the well. You know, she, she told the town, this man told me um, everything about myself. And so, Pastor PJ, I got a question, kind of a follow-up. So for somebody listening who says, wow, I want to be able to do what Pastor PJ is doing and and really what Jesus did and have a word for somebody, practically what would you tell them um, to to sort of receive a word from the Holy Spirit for somebody? Uh, well, number one, you got to know your story. Mm-hmm. And so you can't tell somebody a fake story. Um, and so God's done something in your life. You may have forgot about it. Maybe it was three years, maybe it was four years ago. Maybe you're still walking out the journey, but you got to practice your story. Um, and so I practice writing out my story all the time. Um, obviously, it's a little bit easier with my daughter because I'm reminded of that every day. Um, but we tell our teenagers, write out your story. What was your life before Jesus? What happened and how was your life? And you got to know those things. You can't share something that you don't know or that you're fumbling around. So you need to know st- your story like the back of your hand. There's a scripture that says, be ready in season and out of season. Yeah. Um, and so you never know when that's going to happen. But if you're not prepared for it, why would God give it to us? Um, and so David didn't know when he was going to fight Goliath, this was the day. But he had to be prepared. Mm. And so you don't know that maybe this is the day that it happens at Publix or it happens at Walmart. And if you're not prepared for that day, it's not going to happen. Um, And so I think it's in preparation, knowing your story, and then asking God, who needs to hear that? Um, Again, it's not aimlessly throwing bullets, um, but I believe it'll highlight to it, and it'll surprise you. The cool thing about evangelism is after you've done it once or twice or three times, it becomes a habit. Um, And then it becomes more popular in your life because you understand really how easy it is to do it. 
Yeah, that's a great point. Just kind of knowing your story and the more you share, the more comfortable you get. And then it just turns into a regular point of conversation. So as our resident expert on youth, kind of middle schoolers and high schoolers, um, what are you seeing some of the things that they're dealing with right now? And, And how are some ways we can share our faith with them that kind of applies to what's going on in their lives? Yeah, the cool thing is um, sometimes older people um, don't feel like they have a voice to younger people. How can I connect there? But the reality is every young person needs a dad, needs a mom. They need a grandparent. And even if they have it, um, I love when the Bible says that Paul, um, he took Timothy and he called him my dear son. Uh, We know that Timothy was a Gentile, so his his dad probably wasn't in the faith. So he didn't have anybody to teach him, how do I believe for healings? How do I believe for miracles? How do I believe for those things? And Paul took him under his wings. Um, I was discipled by a few young adults when I was a teenager, but really my grandparents are the ones that shaped me. Um, And they didn't have anything really in common with me and the struggles that I was going through. But it was seeing their faith that gave me the ability to say, if they can do it, I can do it. Even though our struggle looked totally different. And so I think if it's, hey, there's a young person that I feel like God's drawing me to, look, don't be scared. Um, They need somebody to love them. That's the most important thing. It doesn't matter if you've never struggled with what their struggle is. It doesn't matter if they're 40, 50 years younger than you. They need a mom, they need a dad, they need a grandparent. They need somebody that teaches them, how do I believe for miracles? How do I believe God in the midst of all hell breaking through in my life? Um, And older people are the best at doing that because we have the most experience at it. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that's so for real. I feel like a lot of young people too, especially if they don't have a father figure or a mom or somebody in their life, um, there's like a subconscious hunger for it. I think some of them realize they want that person, but some of them, um, they don't even realize that they want that. And then they, they meet or they connect with an adult and they're like, oh, this is what's, you know, this is a part of my life that's been missing. So I love that. Bro. Well, hey, Pastor PJ, thank you so much for being on here. Church in the Sun, we love you. Thank you for listening. Join us every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Pastor PJ, say goodbye. Hey, we love you guys, church family. Hey, we are victorious. Absolutely. God overcame and so are you, no matter what you're going through today. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week.